I'm Stacey Gross, and this is Two Moms Day Drinking. Frank Williams moved to Warren, Pennsylvania in 2018. I met him shortly after he moved here while I was a reporter for our local newspaper. I had no idea on his first day that he would become one of my closest friends. I also had no idea that his wife Ashley and I would become soul sisters and that she would become one of my very few hetero life mates, nor that our kids would wind up loving each other as much as they do. But all of that is very true. In this episode, Frank talks about his family living through one house fire and then a second nearly a year to the day later. And he also answers some of my questions about what it's like to raise biracial kids in a very, air quotes, traditional place. Looks at Walmart. Yeah. Finish up this Makers. Thank you, Cody. <laughs> Sucker. <laughs> yeah. All right. So tell me about the woman that came in. Frank is black. <gasps> Taboo topic. I know. I know. In Warren County. I don't know how you do it. I'm going to turn this down a little bit because it seems to be clipping. Oh, my God. <laughs> <gasps> Everyone just burst into flames is what happened out in podcast land. <laughs> <laughs> Suckers. <laughs> when did you come here? When did you come to Warren? Ooh. Well, let's see. Came home from deployment, mm-hmm. stayed in Jersey for a few months. Mm-hmm. I think I moved up here end of April. Yeah. And I started working for the paper April 26th. Of what year? 2018. 2018? Okay, yeah. yeah. I couldn't remember if it was 17 or 18. <laughs> nope. Yeah, deployed. 17. Okay. Came back 18. Yeah. 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 Sweet. All no. right. Math. High five for math. Ah. <laughs> Wait, meth? Math. <laughs> meth. Always. <laughs> Why is it clipping so much? Let me look at this real quick. It's really going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> testing. Testing. Maybe that'll be better. I don't know. It's either super quiet or it's clipping, and I don't know why, because I'm trying not to be loud, but it's funny. Whenever I have a guy up, like, yours are really small, like, the lines for mm-hmm. on the waveform, and mine are, like, big, and I'm like, that's it's just a representation of how obnoxious I am obnoxious. in real life. You are not obnoxious. <laughs> I'm just loud and, like... I mean, <laughs> I'm just naturally soft-spoken until I get yeah. excited about something. Yeah. Or drunk. And or drunk. <laughs> and then I'm just like... Ah! Yeah, right? Did you, did you watch Drunk History? Oh my god, that show I is amazing. Love. Did you see the one with Lynn Manuel Miranda? Because that's my favorite episode. Probably. Yeah. Ash and I have watched quite a few of them. Yeah. I'm about to get Hulu back so we can watch. This yeah, show. it's such a good show. Oh, we got to bring friends over. Have it. Yeah. We have a big enough living room. Yeah, I can't wait to see your new house. Okay, so Frank, oh, we have so much to cover. Ooh. I want to hear about the lady at the paper, and I want to hear about you coming <laughs> here as a black man. Um, but tell me about so okay, twenty. 18, right? The apartment building that you were in burned down. Yeah. Wow. And then a year later, within what? Almost a year to the day. To the day. The same, it was the next building over because you guys moved over one, right? Mm-hmm. Same apartment on that building. Call fire. Correct. Oh my God. Yeah, that was that was an interesting time. Uh, I mean, I haven't really experienced a lot of like residential tragedy or anything right. like that. But to experience a, a fire, even though it was on the opposite end right. of the building, was just, it's one of those those things you never really think will happen to you. Right. And then when it does, you're just like, oh, shit. It's happening. This is happening. Well, and I think what sucks is that you're like, okay, so it wasn't our apartment that burned, but the entire building is trash yeah. after a fire truck hits it. 
Yeah, pretty much. You know, and especially like, when there isn't any fire barrier in mm-hmm. the the upper portion of the house. So literally, once it comes up, it just comes straight across, across. and burns down. Yeah. And then everyone's out yeah. of luck. Yeah. And How many families were displaced the first year? All of us. Uh, five? One, two, three, four, five, six. Six. I believe there were six families all together. Jesus. That were displaced. And then six or eight. Because I think the two bedrooms are yeah. eight. Okay. Yeah. So the property manager was like, it's cool, you guys. We have this other building right next to the one that just burned down. He was... Uh, <laughs> was... The- Bill is a property manager, and he's re- really cool cat. You know, yeah. nothing that happened, I, I blame right, on him. Right, he was, right. He was helping us every step of the way. Right. We he was holding out that apartment that mm-hmm. we moved into for someone else. But after that, he said, you know, if you guys need a place to go, yeah. we have this other one available. It's you yours. Know, just move on in. Yeah. So if we figure, you know, fluke thing. Right. You know, this isn't going to happen again. You know, cir- circumstances pending. It was arson. Um, <laughs> Yeah, there's this whole, like, weirdness about it, too. There's a lot of controversy behind it, and depending on who you talk to, I mean, I've seen what I've seen. I went in the building when it burned, so I I know what I saw. Right. You know, I know where it was. Right. But, you know, it is what it is. Right. Uh, So moving into the new one, the secondary apartment was a little bit more of a stress because not only are we you know, close by, we're living directly next to the building that burns. Right. So it's a constant reminder of what could have happened. Right. And then, you know, you can still smell it. Oh, really? When you walk by there, it's the first thing you smell is just, you know, burnt yeah. wood and remains. And- yeah. Yeah. When I worked at the paper, I mean, the first fire I ever covered that I, I mean, there was one up here, actually, it was an Amish house and they had a lot of creosote in their chimney. So it was just Ugh. a chimney fire. And, you know, we covered it because the scanner went off, but there was really nothing to it. But the first one that I ever went to that I was, I could smell it. I mean, I was, the smoke was coming across the street. It was on Conowango. And, mm-hmm. um, like the fire department was like, you need to, you don't need to be right here. And I'm like, oh no, I totally, I do. I actually, because I'm a weirdo and this is fascinating to me, but they're like, you should probably move. And I'm like, I'm not going to do that. So. Fire, fire, fire burn. Yeah. Yeah. I was fascinated by the entire thing. Do you want a glass of beer? Let me get you a glass of beer. <sighs> just to, just to wash the makers down. Oh Lord. So for those of you tuning in, alcoholism is a thing. Yeah. If you believe yourself an alcoholic, get help. However, it, you, know, you know, drink on. Here's the thing. Like, I had addiction issues, but I never had a problem with alcohol. And I still don't. I got really sick the first couple times I drank. So I never have been one who... And I was also, like, self-medicating a lot of stuff. And I was using opiates. I mean, opiates I can never take again. But I don't... <laughs> I'm at a completely different point in my life now. So, no, I yeah. Mean, we're, we're responsible adults. Alcohol just kind of... <laughs> Helps us through the day without being right. a dependent. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, drugs are bad, okay? Drugs are bad, okay? <laughs> oh, but yeah. That, yeah, that second apartment was, it wasn't too bad. I mean, you know, we still talked to a few of the residents that were there. We still had our, you know, our close friends there. Mm-hmm. But we always had this inkling that, you know, something. Could happen. Something could happen again, especially just knowing the stories from the other buildings and yeah. previous tenants. and yeah. And then when the night that second fire happened, you know, it's I was like just the for my my literally first thought was just not again. But you know, then you kick into survival mode. You start getting everybody out, yeah. all the precious things you can, evacuating right. buildings. Right. I mean, it was to the point where the sheriffs were kind of like walking up to me, and they're like, 
hey. Um, and I'm like, okay, this is what happened. Right. The building's been cleared. That building's been cleared. Yeah. Obviously, the building's been cleared. Yeah. Um, the people you have to worry about are that person and that person because they're worried about their pets. Yeah. Uh, that's about it. So you're not a sheriff's deputy now. Why? Because it seems <laughs> like it seems like you would be perfect for that. Because college. <laughs> Story of my life, too. Yeah. I'm working <laughs> on it, though. Apparently, I can turn military experience into mm-hmm. college credits. So can you? To, I'm trying to figure that out. Yeah. Maybe get into the law enforcement field. I feel like I should be doing something a lot more fun and physical, but yeah. I'm also a fat body and I'm old. <laughs> you would be... I think you would be good for that. That's what Ash says, too. Yeah. Of you course, just have the personality for it. Of course, I have to ask for police pants. <laughs> the uniform is what it's all about. It all is. Oh. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Someday. Let me know. Eventually. I'll get there. Yeah. I'll vote for you when you run for sheriff. <laughs> Frank. I can't, like. Mandatory fun days. Yeah. How did the kids handle the fire? The first one, they, they were actually really, really good. Scared, mm-hmm. you know, outright because, you know, fires are scary. Right. But they, they were troopers. Yeah. You know, our friends took them in for the night and, yeah. uh, you know, they, they were a little leery at first, but. Not really, not really scarred. Yeah. I mean, you know, the occasional smell of smoke would kind of like alert them a little bit. Trigger but, them. but they were, they were, they were troopers. That's awesome. It was amazing. And how did they feel about moving back into the next building over then? Were they like hesitant? A little, but to no, them, I... it was kind of just getting right back into right. routine because yeah. everything was, everything was relatively the same. Just... And that was probably really helpful in a, like any Very kind much. of trauma that might have happen they very much so yeah. I mean, we we talked to them a lot you know explained that you know we're gonna cha- make some changes to be safer to right. make sure we don't start it mm-hmm. they were really receptive they were they were good they were good any nightmares or anything not really i mean you know people would have bonfires and we could smell it here and there yeah. and they would they would come to me and say hey daddy i smell, I smell smoke. smoke and i'm like it's okay it's the neighbor down the street having yeah. a bonfire it's just coming this way yeah and then i, t- I take frankie around the house we would do security checks, checks on the door yeah. and I love so Frank is a friend and his wife Ashley is here. She was here a lot for like sleepovers last winter and we need to get that started again. But I love Frankie and Mary. Your kiddos are like some of my favorite kids in the whole world. They are characters. They're awesome. If I could get them to sit in a chair long enough and just record their conversations. They're super (sighs) cool. And when they're here for sleepovers and the girls and they're playing with the girls, I sit sometimes like out here in the dining room or a a room away and just listen to them. And they're so funny. Oh, it's it's a story (laughs) in and of itself. Yeah. It's a script. It literally is a script. Yeah. I feel like we should, we should record our kids having conversations and then just make a cartoon for it and become YouTube stars. That would be amazing. (laughs) Move over Ryan. Here we come. Right. Listen, Ryan, we're coming for you. (laughs) We're after you. I'm going to probably get sued by Ryan's parents. That's okay, though, because it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it'd be hilarious. But... Yeah. Oh, my God. So they did okay moving in again then the second time. They were good. We they... helped them get their room set up. They say, hey, here's your toys. Yeah. Put them where you want. They they set it up the almost the exact way we had it before. Yeah. And then it just, just right back to routine. Yeah. And then a year later, it happens again. A year later, number two. Minus our neighbor banging on our door this time. Yeah. Uh, what yeah. time do they start? Or do, I hate to say, do they start as if it's going to happen again? But it's I mean, so strange. What time was it? Was it around the same time at night? About around the same time, and we were doing the exact same thing we did the year prior. What we were went you doing? to Jamestown to get the kids' Halloween costumes. Oh my god! And then we stopped and got 
I believe it was New York style pizza. Uh huh. And then we were streaming Supernatural oh. while Ashley was eating a pie that I bought. Yeah. And literally right about the same time, it the happened again. Are, like, what is going through your head? As are you like, this is not even real. <sighs> Not at all. Like, I'm really thinking that someone... The second time, I really thought somebody was just playing a prank on us. Yeah. I mean, the first the first time, I understand, because our neighbor Josh, mm-hmm. who is a, a vet, fucking ranger. Yeah. Love that dude, though. Yeah. But, like, he comes banging on our door, and Mary and Frankie are downstairs, and Ash and I are upstairs. Uh-huh. And they're like... Mary's like, Daddy, someone's banging on our door. I'm like, all right. So, I grab my, my, my firearm, because... Just in never, case. You never fucking know. You never know. Black guy, white guy. <laughs> shit happens. Um, shit happens. So, like, I go downstairs, I'm like, I open the door, and I see him chucking shit out of a second-story window. And I'm like, what's up? And he's like, dude, fire! And I look down, and you can see the smoke coming out of the kitchen window. And I'm like, fuck this. Yeah. Ash, get the kids, get out. Yeah. I got the cat. Yeah. So, like, I run over, grab the cat, throw her in a chase around the house for a minute. Yeah. It's like, you know, insert Benny Hill music here. Right. <laughs> right. Grab her, chase her, throw her in the, throw her in the car. Yeah. Screw what the camera. What else? He, yeah. And then... You know, kids pull them out there. I go inspect the first, the building on fire. I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, I know they have dogs. Yeah. Someone might be home. It's unlocked, mm-hmm. which is weird. Yeah. So I walk in. The stove is, t- it's immediately, as soon as you walk in the kitchen, it's refrigerator, small key piece of counter, and then the oven, the uh-huh. stove. That's where the fire is. Uh-huh. So I'm like, all right, well, go past that to a little hallway, which leads you to the, the living room, which right. has a staircase going upstairs. You know, I go to the edge of the living room. I'm like, and there's the light on. I'm like, hey, listen, anybody's here. There's a fire in your kitchen. You need to get out. Yeah. I wait. There's a fire in your kitchen and a black man in your hallway. Don't shoot. <laughs> and if you do, make sure you kill me. Anyway. <laughs> so I'm like, fire in the kitchen. You need to get out. Yeah. And I wait because I know they have dogs. Yeah. Silent. Oh, which is weird because yeah. you know how canines are the first. Oh, yeah. Especially if they're in a kennel. Yeah, they're and if there's something noise. going on, they're, oh, they should have been making noise when you walked in the door. Did that strike you at all? Yeah, that was the yeah. first thing I, was, I thought was weird because because Ash told me when we got home that they she had seen them coming out yeah. and they had left, yeah. all three of them, which I don't know why there were three, but not my problem. <laughs> in any uh, case. So like, so they weren't home and I'm like, all right, well, you know, just go run, 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 go through the motions, right. see how it's going. Uh, I'm like, you know, all right, nobody's here. Oh, maybe they took their dog somewhere. Maybe yeah. they, because I knew they were trying to move out. Uh-huh. Didn't hear anything. Yeah. So I got back out, made sure Ash and the kids got out, and Josh and I started evacuating the building. Right. Kicking doors in is fun. I bet. I <laughs> you, feel you've like. You've never breached a door. I recommend it at least once in your life. I feel like breaching doors should be my coping mechanism. <laughs> I mean, I'm all for the idea. I just, it would cost a lot because I would need a lot of doors. Maybe we can get a practice door. <laughs> only, only needs a frame on a door and you just. Bam. Bolted to the ground. Mm-hmm. All right, practice. Go. <laughs> All my rage. Just... Maybe you could be the cooler band. Oh, yeah. Just kicking doors in and shit. Right? That's what I would have been doing. <laughs> uh, why, why not? Right? <laughs> but oh, yeah. We cleared the, We cleared our building, and then we cleared the next building because mm-hmm. fires jump. Right. Uh, How long was the response time? Like, from the time that... Mary says there's somebody banging on our door to the time that you first saw a fire truck. It was, uh, it felt like forever. Yeah. Only because of everything that was going on. Right. But I mean, we were too bit We were literally just making sure everyone was clear. Right. At that point, it was we cleared our building, cleared the previous building. We right. even cleared the four bedroom across from them. Yeah. Just, just in case. Just in case. Uh, again, we had a lot of good support from our neighbors. We, yeah. you know, we were pretty pretty tight knit moving there. Yeah. It was kind of nice. Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, it, it didn't feel like too long, but then again, you're not. I'm not focused. Right. Time yeah. when you're going through something, and I'm not saying it was like traumatic necessarily, but anything that's like a yeah. traumatic style event, time gets either you're, slowed way down. That's or, the last yeah. thing you try to do. I mean, the comedic thing about it was I literally tried to take a mop bucket, stick it in my sink, <laughs> fill it. I got I got um, half an inch of water yeah. in there. And I'm like, ah, ah, This is not ah. working. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, I tried. I'm done. I'm all done now. <laughs> my efforts are done. <laughs> I've done what I can here. My work here is done. <laughs> Vamos. <laughs> I'm out now. But yeah. It was, I mean, and then oh, it was good times. The second fire was a little bit less chaotic because mm-hmm. the fire department kind of knew what they were doing at this point. Right. You know, they figured, we've, cut we've the hole. We've seen this before. Pretty much. Yeah. Cut the hole, fire through the roof, contain it in then one building mm-hmm. and be done with it. Yeah. A lot less, you know, no, yeah. not kicking indoors this time. Right. It's kind of sad. Yeah. Aw. Yeah, that was like the only redeeming quality of fun. the entire thing. <laughs> it was. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, fires suck. Yeah. We need like a destroy room. What do they call those where you get to go in for like 15 minutes with a hammer and just destroy oh, all the stuff? Doesn't James have one? Do, do they? I know they have an escape room now. I, I want to say right across from the Post Journal, I saw a oh. building that was like a destruct, either escape room or destruct room. I can't remember. I need to get on that. I, I think I, I I mean, of course, I can't bring my, my firearm into New York, yeah. but... Yeah, eh, yeah. I'll still take a hammer. I'll take a sledgehammer and just destroy all of the China. All day. All day long. Fifteen minutes is not even enough. Like fifteen minutes is just getting started. That's the appetizer. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm just warming up, bitches. <laughs> Batter up, motherfucker. Here I come. Yeah, that's stuck. So but... the so the second one wasn't it was almost like an old hat at that point. Pretty much. I mean it was kind of just, you know, we had already gone through the motions and mm-hmm. You know, as said in the news interview, because apparently everybody saw that and people were very upset that my first response was not again. Um, Why were they upset about that? Well, it's I mean, because I, I guess people felt like I was being insensitive about the other residents, uh-huh. which I mean, and to, to their extent, them not knowing the full story behind it. Right. I get. You right. Know? So if any of you are listening, kudos to you. Yeah. No hard feelings. Right. It is what it is. Um, but. You know, having gone through it just exactly a year before, I'm right. like, round two, <sighs> not up for this. Player one has left the game. Player one has left. Yeah. Uh, you know, but people felt I was insensitive because, you know, people people lost things. People were hurt. Right. Like, not necessarily hurt. The lady who was whose apartment burned had some smoke inhalation yeah. and things like that. So yeah. she, they, they treated her critically, mm-hmm. but she was fine, which is right. wonderful. And she's doing better. Good. Uh, but I guess when people saw the news report... They felt that I was being insensitive because of that, because of, because of that, my initial comment. Yeah. And, and it, somebody always has something to say. Of course. And, you know, and, and, and they're all Facebook lawyers. Right. Yeah. You know, but it, it, again, it is what it is. Yeah. You know, everyone's entitled to their opinion and, you know, they don't know the full story behind it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, despite that comment, we did check on everybody. We got yeah. everybody out. We did everything we could to make sure everyone was safe mm-hmm. and out of the way. Right. That's crazy. So the kids and you guys had you were much more displaced this time because you you had an option to move back to that building, didn't you? Um. So he they didn't. As far as I know, there wasn't anything open. Uh-huh. I mean, Red Cross helped us out with you know giving us gift card for you know whatever we needed food right. and stuff. Uh, you know, you and a lot of our friends offered their yeah. their place to stay. And at that point, the second fire 
two's enough. Yeah. We're I mean, all done with this now. Yeah, you know, fool me once, shame on you, exactly. fool me twice. I'm an idiot. Yeah. Uh, We're all done here now. Pass on that. Yeah. So it's just now crash with friends yeah. until we can figure out the next move. And how long did you spend between the fire and how long? it was? It, I mean, it literally has been about three months, hasn't it? Close. It feels to that? like longer, actually. Yeah. October. October was the fire. Um, Ash and the kids stayed with Bill and Loretta, mm-hmm. and then I crashed with Marcus because I had the cats. Mm-hmm. Uh, God, I think we just got into this rental place this month. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's been three, four, five months. Yeah, that's crazy living with living with friends. How do the kids tolerate that? Did you have a lot? Did you notice like behavioral issues or any kind of issues with the lack of like routine or? Yes and no. I mean, Mary and Frankie are creature are creatures of habit, mm-hmm. but they're also. I mean, they're they, they get they get being fluid for me. Mm-hmm. Like it's I adapt to every situation that right. comes. They they responded the same. You know, the bedtime really didn't change all that much. Right. The only thing that changed was their sleeping environment right. and you know a few minute yeah you know, uh, time changes. Right, but they responded. Again, That's they're, awesome. They're, they're so resilient. They're very adaptable kids, yeah. and and I blame this guy <laughs> myself and Ash because a- Ash is if if I'm not home, she's the drill sergeant, which yeah. is kind of nice. Yeah, keep them, keep give them some order. Yeah, and they're consistent they're routine. Good to go. and yeah, but, uh, I know when mine are just going off the handle, it's because our routine has been shattered in some way. Yeah, creature. It, once you break the routine, it's mm-hmm. kind of hard to figure out what's next. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Military-wise, being uh, – plan never goes according – it never goes according to plan. You, you plan it, it literally falls apart really? the moment you initiate it. Because, so. see, I picture the military being like, we know everything that's going to happen and we are prepared and this is our routine and, you know. I feel sorry for that. <laughs> no, um, yeah, it, it's it's absolutely – and you'll hear any vet say this. It's an absolute shit show. Uh-huh. Shit show is our favorite term because it is accurate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now the, the kids have been pretty resilient in a lot of things. And That's good. Change, transitioning from Bill and Loretta's house to uh-huh. Marcus's living room right. was a little rough on them too because they don't have as they didn't have as much room at Bill and Loretta's. Right. And then they have no room now. Right. So we're all confined to this tiny little space, making right. the best we can of it. Right. But they were troopers. They were. The house you have now has four bedrooms, right? Oh my god! Is this the first time they've ever had their own rooms? Yes. Yeah. yeah. What are they like? What was their response when oh you guys first looked at the house? Were they like? Uh, I initially, my uh, I went and saw it first. I kind of scouted it out to right. see because we had there was no help. I mean, yeah. we tried getting our own house, and yeah. the process fell through on mm-hmm. us. Didn't help, uh, so it was back to renting. And then uh, he had a two bedroom apartment, a duplex open. I checked that out. He was mm-hmm. like, "Well, I have a four bedroom one opening up soon," um, and I'm like, "That say what now? Let me see that." <laughs> yeah. Show um, me. After like four weeks of waiting, we got to check. I, I got to check it out first. And I'm like, all right. Uh-huh. No, this is a different thing. We have a, an actual house. Right. The first, our own, you know, the first time we've had a personal space of our own right. since, God, before I joined the military. Yeah. After that, we were crashing with family and friends. So right. it was kind of, they never had their own space. But right. uh, once I told them they had their own, they had their own rooms. My God, Mary was a stat. I can fit, just picture her little face. Oh, oh my God, her I love eye her. absolutely lit up. Like I swear to God, <laughs> if she could like have cried and craft rainbows at the same time, oh, she would have done it. I love her. But she was happy. Frankie was Frankie was excited at first. Yeah. 
He's still really little, so he probably was like, okay, whatever. It's, it was different for him because he yeah. was—he's not used to having his own room. Yeah, you know, and it's especially with a bigger, bigger home, he's a little afraid. Uh huh. But it, it just takes some transition. But yeah. no, they're—they're they're super excited to have their own spaces. You guys have been in there for what two weeks? About two or three. About weeks, two or three yeah. weeks, and they're doing well. Oh yeah, they're—they're yeah. they're, they're adjusting. Frankie's still a little hesitant on yeah. going anywhere by himself or being. You know, on one certain floor by himself. Oh, even my kids now, and this was my grand. This was their grandma's house, my mom's house. Now we live here. I mean, they are familiar. They've been familiar with this house since the day they were born. But they still, oh, yeah. like, one does not want to be down here without someone else, and they're eight. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think and that's just a developmental thing, you know. That too, and and for anyone who's on a spiritual side, you know, any ghosts and paranormal things do tend to you know, converse more with kids because yeah. they're a lot more open, open to, to the it. idea. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's understandable. He's five for yeah. God's sake. Yeah. But yeah, it's, uh, now he's, but he's gotten better, a yeah. lot better with it. You know, bringing the cats in, they were little, mm-hmm. they're, they're, cat, yeah. they're cats. But. Did they immediately hide? Morticia. Yeah. Morticia was the only one who was kind of stationary to a couple rooms and had to physically carry her upstairs right. to let her acclimate. Took her a couple days. But yeah. Salem, on the other hand, no. Yeah, he is cool. No. Nope. <laughs> what you find out? He's a she. He's a she? He's a she. Awesome. Yeah, the first story with that one is, <laughs> oh, God, one time. Fun times. So I, we had no idea how to sex a cat. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, well, YouTube it, because you know. YouTube's YouTube everything. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, around six month mark, you look at this place and mm-hmm. you look for this thing. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. So it- Marcus's house. Around midnight, mm-hmm. I'm chasing the cat around the fucking trailer <laughs> saying, Salem, show me your shit. Let me see your balls. <laughs> Let me see your genitals. <laughs> so finally catch her. And I'm like. I always wonder, like, if cats could write memoirs, what kinds oh of things would they God. say about us? Like, what kind of relationship do we actually have with this animal? My God. It would be, uh, uh, I could, he tried to look at my balls today. It was so man, weird. I would totally go to jail. <laughs> so I'm like. All right, cool. Let me see. And I'm like, okay, there's supposed to be a little space here, mm-hmm. some little fluff. And I'm like, hun, I'm pretty sure Salem's a girl. Mm-hmm. So you sure? I was like, I mean, go with that. According to YouTube and this, I'm pretty sure she's a girl. Mm-hmm. But we'll go with that. Sure. So, you know, we continued calling her. He, mm-hmm. and then she got into heat. And that's when you got the confirmation. And that's when I knew. Yeah. I done fucked up. <laughs> But, you know, because it's, you experience your first female cat and they're like ass in the air. Yeah. Hey, put your finger in my butt. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, no cat. No, thank you. No, thanks. You're a freak. You need to no, go somewhere. No, you need to get, get, get fixed. <laughs> Calm down. So Salem is a little less, a little less. Yeah. And more just climb in your face and stick her butt in your face. Oh, I hate that too. But she's scheduled to get fixed very shortly. You good? It's going to be wonderful. But yeah. she, she hasn't, she hasn't been terrible. More tissue was bad. Really? Bad. She was not pleasant. Bad. <laughs> Loud. I mean, cats. She stalks me and follows me around and just sticks her <laughs> butt. And I'm like, I don't want to see your pink hole. That is <laughs> not how this relationship works. It is no. not that kind of a party. No, listen. I I was okay with you demanding me scoop your poop. Yeah. And fill your bowl. That's as far That's as our the relationship. extent of our relationship. We're just Pretty friends, much. Morticia. Pretty I don't much. know. I mean, you, you you'll get the occasional cuddle. Yeah. When you want to. Right. It's always on their terms. Always. always. <laughs> Salem's become a pain in the ass about that shit, though. Yeah. Every morning, like clockwork, uh, she's in my bed waking us up. Uh-huh. Because I, I normally feed them in the morning. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, <laughs> sticks her butt in my face. Yeah. And she's like nuzzling. And I'm like, listen, cat. Yeah. I love you to death. 
but I will kill you. Yeah. And hand you the first Chinese restaurant I, <laughs> I see. I will feed you to a coyote. I am not afraid of you know watching will, you die. You know what? I will I will preheat to 350 and bake <laughs> you for an hour and 45 and we'll see how this we'll works. We'll see how this works because I'm not interested in seeing your butt. No. They love to show you their butts. Oh my God. Always. Gross. <sighs> they're demons. I'm pretty sure they're demons. You know what? I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. yeah it's my phone. <laughs> That's all right. It's Ash. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Speaking of the, uh, I, I thought about and I read this. I've had this meme for a long time. The if you ever read the one about the uh, the the vet hospital that adopted a skinless cat. No. <sighs> I have to find it and show it to you. Yeah. But it basically it basically goes to the part of they adopted the skinless cat, and um, it just wait skinless or furless. Oh, furless. I'm sorry. Furless. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I'm like, poor, well, no, poor, wait, because I'm interested. Of words that there. sounds super weird, and I'm interested in having one now. <laughs> I mean, it's it, it's a Mr. Bigglesworth. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, this cat literally just kind of, you know, does its own thing and sits around. But apparently, whenever, what no one knows is when a furless cat sits down on a glass surface, when they <laughs> when they stand up, there is the suction. And yeah. You get the suction pop. Oh, my God. So apparently, every time this cat does that and it gets the suction pop, oh no! There's a butt pucker stick <laughs> staying on the table where the cat's butthole was. So literally, now it comes to the point. It ends with, "Intern, get the spatula. The cat's stuck again. Cat's stuck on the table again. Oh my god! I gotta find that. Meme. They're so weird and gross. They are, but they're also they are cool. <laughs> they're so angry looking. Yeah, all the time. I mean, but. I mean, being nude is wonderful when you're in the, when 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 you're human because we're we're so constricted. Right. They're always naked, but yeah. when they're fully exposed, ah, I'd hate my life too. Yeah, I'd look that way too. Why doesn't someone buy me a fucking sweater? Son of a bitch! I want a mankini. <laughs> oh, now I'm gonna picture that forever every time I see one. Yes. <laughs> oh. oh my god. I'm so glad that you guys are settled in. Like, finally. It's, it's, it's a transition. Yeah. It, it's a really, it's, it's comforting to know that we actually have a space now. Yeah. Now I'm now more focused on maintaining. Yeah. And possibly, hope, hopefully keeping. Yeah. I mean, he was, the landlord was open to the idea of maybe a rent to own. Oh, that'd be cool. So we'll see. I yeah. mean, it's a big enough house. Right. It's more than enough space than we need. Yeah. I'm jealous. You guys even have like a space for an office. Plus everybody gets their own rooms. Pretty much. Yeah. There's no that room. There's no heat in that room. We'll make it work. Yeah. Get a space I mean, heater. That's where I would hide. I mean, you keep the door open. It warms up pretty quick. I wouldn't even tell my kids that there's, I would tell them there's no heat in here. You don't want to come in here. And then I'd go in there. Oh yeah. And just hide with a space heater. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of where we're at with an office space, get yeah. a desk. And whenever I get my tower back or I'll just buy a new one. Yeah. Get that, set that up as an office. Yeah. It'd be kind of fun. Oh, I'm jealous. Do things. And Nerd so thing. how are they doing in school? This is Frankie's first year kindergarten, right? Frankie's first year. Yeah. He's uh, excellent. Does I he mean, love it? He, kid's a whiz. What he he he's smarter than he lets mm-hmm. on. He's very quiet, and that's how you know he's smart because he's watching everything. He is, and just keeping it all stored away. He he plays the fool, and he has that yep. he has that behavioral thing where he's like, no, nah, I don't wanna, because he knows if he whines long enough, yeah, you'll just do it, yeah. And I'm like, no, this is not how no, this works, not at all, yeah. No. Uh uh-uh. uh, I see that enough at at working at behavioral center. I yeah. don't need that. Uh, yeah, home. yeah. But, uh, they're they love school. That's awesome. They're always happy to go, and he always he's God. He's reading now. Yeah, isn't that so much fun to watch that start? 
it's the tra- transition's amazing. Yeah. The 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 growth is yeah. just it's one of those things as a parent, you're like, yeah, yeah. all right. They um, start becoming a person that you can actually have a weird conversation with. And they're, oh, yeah. they're so much fun as they get older. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think now I just started teaching Frank, well, showing Frankie this, uh, the safety of firearms. Yeah. Because I leave mine, you know, I have mine at home, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I t- taught him and Mary, you know, to tell when it's safe, when it's loaded. Mm-hmm. You know, so every time I go to unload it, I'm like, hey, you know. Drop magazine, right? Eject the round from the mag, slide, keep slide back. I'm like, is it empty? They can see through. Yeah. They're like, okay, empty. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, click. Is it safe? No. How can you tell? Because I see the red dot. The safety's not on. I'm like, that's awesome. Kid. So I'm, I'm trying to promote They're it aware. early. Yeah. Because you know, it's one Be of those things, of man. Everyone's, everyone's like, oh, firearms are so scary. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's. Yeah, we. I mean, my dad always had you know his shotguns and his rifles, muzzleloader for you know for hunting, but oh, yeah. um, we never had it in the house, and I never you know it just was never a thing that we did. So I don't know how to teach my kids about how to be safe around a gun because I don't know anything about guns. So <laughs> that's why I was always hesitant. You know, I was always. like, you need to keep them in the basement because they don't know and I don't know, and we just don't. You know, hey, I mean, but... if you can completely just you <laughs> yeah. Know, Make safe the idea. It's about the best thing to do. Yeah. My stepdad wants to teach the girls how to shoot like a 22 and I'm on board. I'm glad, you know, I'm very happy that they're going to learn how to do it and do it safely. They should. I mean, I mean, at least if not, whether they have an interest or not, they should at least know. It's a skill. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things that, you know, they can kind of tell on, on, on the fly, especially Mm -hmm. with, you know, have any, having any interaction with a firearm. Right. They teach you the very, the very basic safe, not safe, safe, not safe, loaded, not loaded. Yeah. Right. But every every kid should at least know the basic. Yeah. I always think ahead to like, I think of like, okay, if, if life becomes the walking dead, what skills do I have Thank that are going to be valuable? And it doesn't need to be like, we don't need to turn it into a zombie thing. I use that because it's accessible. Like people get like the oh, whole. Yeah. But I'm saying even if we were to lose some infrastructure and we were in a situation where we needed to rely on ourselves a lot more than we already do, yeah. what kind of skills do you have? And those are the exactly. little skills that are really, really useful. Exactly. And I'm glad I'm not the only person with it. No, I don't. Yeah. Martial law is a thing. People remember that shit. It can happen. I think while the U.S. has never really seen any (laughs) kind of, you know, situation here, it's always overseas. So we don't have an idea of what that actually can be like. But we're sheltered. Yeah, we really are. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the the very basics, at least keep teaching the small, the small skills. I mean, if nothing else, just, you know, how to tell whether a weapon's safe or not or whether it's loaded or not. It's really all you need. Basics. Yeah. That and don't point it at people. Yeah. God. I get, yeah, I get frustrated. Like there's some, and it's, I know they're just toys, but I like, I'll see a kiddo playing with a toy gun and like just casually shooting, you know, air quotes, shooting his friends in the face. And I'm like, that's not, someone has not sat you down and really talked to you about yeah. the seriousness. Frankie, because, Frankie's struggling with that a little bit too, but, yeah. I mean, but he, he, he has an understanding. Right. You know, like, even with his little toy guns, I'm like, Hey, listen, you know, you gotta, don't point that one, don't point that at people's faces. Right. Two, if you're not going to shoot that person with a dart, then don't point it at yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. And he's learning. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. Well, I mean, you can just, you can tell the kids whose parents have never even really, you know, broached the subject with them from the kids whose parents have, because they are, they're aware. And it's interesting mm-hmm. to see that awareness, you know? Oh yeah. Muzzle awareness is a thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like if you see Frankie pick up any of his Nerf guns, his, his instinct is his finger is never on the trigger unless he's ready to fire. That's awesome. That's the first thing they taught us in the military. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to try to instill that right now. Yeah. So that way I don't have to worry about it. That's cool. Yeah. I like it. How, so you came here in 2018 
It's now 2020. What has your experience been like racially? Because it's, and I, I, uh, I am always fascinated to hear what it's like because I have a sense of what I think it's like, but I'm not a minority. So I don't actually know, you know, I mean, I can think about it, but it's, I mean, I've, I've traveled around, especially in the South. Like, I mean, like, you know, being minor, being a different, of a different race or anything mm-hmm. in the South, this is null and void, yeah. you know, like there, they have the Southern hospitality thing is, is true. Mm-hmm. You know, every, everyone is a person. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up in a big city where you're constantly integrated, like you don't yeah. think about it. And like, you know, it, racism was a joke right. to us. Cause we were like, we were like, how is that existing when you live in a, but in a big city, right. you have no choice. Right. You're kind of just like, <clears throat> yeah. Moving here to a smaller town mm-hmm. with older tradition has yeah. been interesting. It's been an experience. <laughs> I mean, I'm one of the I'm a I'm a biracial. I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a mixed breed. Yeah. You know, I'm literally a fucking mutt, <laughs> which is fine. Yeah. You know, I've I've learned to accept it. Yeah. But but see, like nobody like if somebody does have issues with that, they're not gonna like care they're gonna be like that's a black dude no, in my star no one has been vocal which is really which is all i'm really asking for that's i mean awesome. if you have an opinion that's fine right keep it to yourself right. or if you want to approach me that's fine right just do it to the side and we'll, yeah. we'll handle it you know how how adults should handle things right um but it, it's been mostly just looks yeah. and you know the occasional veer off to the left or right which is fine yeah whatever you know you do you yeah i'm gonna do what i gotta do and yeah. that's that's it um it's weirder having mixed kids yeah in a town that's predominantly caucasian because mm-hmm. you know they're not sure how to tell but once they see me and they see ash and then they get a, you, I, I can i can see the look in their face yeah. it's, it's it's evident yeah but even if it goes unspoken it's still an element of which for me it's hilarious yeah i mean being being a product of you know of 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 a mixed heritage is Mm kind of just you look at me you're like man really come on (laughs) this is really happening right now come on dude seriously (laughs) we 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 have better things to worry about here yeah than the fact that i'm tanner than you (laughs) all right the son loves me more i call him bob we're friends yeah get over it we're we're buddies but uh yeah it's kind of weird too because I can't make certain. I try not to make certain jokes in public because uh-huh. I don't know who around is receptive to that kind of thing. Right. Case in point, we were bowling for the work league mm-hmm. at the men's Kanawago Club. Kanawago Club, which is so, a uh, it's all predominantly old timey white boys club. Yeah. <laughs> so Bob and I obviously have a very good relationship. We're very open, mm-hmm. you know, and he knows I can probably crack the the worst black <laughs> joke in existence. Right. And so we start talking and these guys and the other team is just every conversation, I guess, like they go to say something that would mean racial and they kind of like look at me mm-hmm. and they kind of quiet down. Yeah. So Bob and I just start cracking jokes yeah. just to kind of open it up. Loosen and it up. The, the, the expression on their faces mm-hmm. was amazing. Yeah. It's the mo- the funniest thing I've seen. <laughs> They're like, what's happening? They're like, oh, what? <laughs> what? We can actually, you're a person that like, is rational? <laughs> we can, we, we can, we can say these things. Yeah. And I'm like, I think, yeah. I think, and like, especially people who have never left Warren, if you've left Warren for a certain amount of time, you are, you know, a completely different worldview. But I think people who've never left Warren are like, I don't know what to say and I don't know what I'm going to get in Kinda. trouble for. So I'm just not going to say anything I mean, and it gets weird. Go to Jamestown, it's 12 oh, minutes. Yeah. 
the, the integration rate is, is about the same as a large city. Right. It, just go there and hang out for a minute yeah. or two. That's what I said to Cody Helms. Like, if you are not, if you don't have any kind of experience of, you know, when I was in Erie, I had a lot of experiences where I was the only white face in a crowd. And that does not mean that I know anything about yeah. being a minority. But in that context, I understand what it felt like in that context. And being so, well, you know, I feel like you have to have those experiences. I mean, to, everyone should. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying that. You know, everyone should do it just because it's fair. Right. You no, know, everyone should, should you know, literally personally feel, you know, get to experience how right. it feels. Yeah. You know, not, not necessarily that it has to be, you know, make, make a dramatic point in their life, but right. just kind of, you know, get that, that self-awareness. Yeah. And you're like, I'm, I'm different. Yeah. In this crowd. Yeah. Like it's, it, it's a really, I think it's something that, I, I don't know, for me, I feel like I, I want white people to feel that way because so many have so many opinions and I'm like, okay, that's fine. Have your opinion. Just have this experience too. So that, that can exactly. inform your opinion. Exactly. Do you know? I don't exactly. Know. But you know what? It, I've, I've lived by the mantra all my life. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. I know. I don't, I have enough shit going on in my life. Grudges yeah. are just too much to hold on yeah. to, you know, hatred is too much to hold on to. Right. You have your opinion. That's fine. Just don't act on it. Yeah. And if you do, make sure it's me and not my kids. Right. Exactly. Have the kids run into anything? Not that I've experienced. I mean, Ash said she spotted a couple people giving them odd looks because yeah. we're an interracial couple. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I've always, I always dare, I, I've always dared to believe that, you know, people are better than that. Mm-hmm. But also, too, I put on the outward appearance of, I will fucking end you. Yeah. <laughs> One, I'm a vet. Right. I wear the hat. Yeah. You know, it's just the universal some people are like oh you serve just yeah. go wearing a hat with a yeah. flag on it <laughs> two i openly carry yeah just because it's my right to do right. so and i can do it here yeah. you could do that in jersey it's a lot, a lot it's, of paperwork yeah here it's more free yeah. so i'm gonna do it no and, reason not to and three threaten my kids i will lend you it's yeah. just no if fans are right. about it but i mean now the kids haven't experienced it and that's kind of what that's what i'm proud of yeah. at least you know as long as my kids don't have, have to, to see the ugliness of right old times lingering yeah i'm happy yeah that's good that's good news i i'm always curious because (laughs) i know you know the older people in my family even um and growing up without a lot of experience of diversity and i worry when people don't leave and people don't have those experiences with with you know know, they 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 live with what they hear and what Mm -hmm. they see on the news and Mm -hmm. what they read yeah but none of that shit's accurate yeah, it's also sensationalized, and it's also um, targeted to make a certain point that isn't necessarily the larger point of a political agenda that yeah. they want they they mean to reach yeah. by any means necessary. Yeah. And it is what it is. Yeah. And again, if any of you are listening and you are offended, um, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'm sorry that you are offended, but I'm not sorry <laughs> that you're offended. <laughs> Problem. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Well, and I was thinking about this the other day. Um, I had one interview. And someone used the first name of a person that they were with. And, you know, I I have been really ruminating for the past probably week. Am I offending people? And then I thought, if people are offended, that just means that you need to check your own biases. That doesn't mean that other people need to change to not offend you. It means exactly. you need to check where that's coming from. Exactly. I mean, everyone's so. entitled to their opinion and entitled to what they believe. Right. Just because you don't agree doesn't mean you have to force them to see the, your right. way. They may, they may see how you, you know, get where you're coming from, but yeah. it doesn't mean they have to change their belief to make you feel better. Yeah. You know, if you feel that inadequate, there are other things you should probably be worrying yeah. about. Yeah, that is just your indicator that you have something else to deal with, and it has probably very little to do with what you're offended by. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Right on. But uh, 
on the better note of the racism side of it, uh, so the lady. Yes. The, okay. So this lady. <clears throat> I love her to death. She's so. I nice. can just tell already. This is going to be a good, uh, she, good she, story. She's so nice. So I had started the, started working at the newspaper for a few months, and mm-hmm. I, you know, you, you obviously know, but how mm-hmm. our office is set up: four mm-hmm. desks. Yeah. At the time, there were two females, and I was the only male in the room. Mm-hmm. We're the first people you see when you walk in the door. Mm-hmm. So I'm just at my desk doing work, and this lady walks in to purchase papers, and she stops, and. I could feel an awkward silence, <laughs> like she had some sort of realization. Yeah. And she's like, oh, my God, there's a black person here. <laughs> and immediately I'm like choking on spit, trying not to laugh, <laughs> laugh. because yeah. it is that is uh, and it was the most authentic, genuine. Like she was super excited. Excitement I'd ever How heard old, in my life. What was around? What oh, age? my God. I'm going to say probably like 40s, 50s. Okay. And like she runs around around the desk, runs up and like hugs me, and she's like, "Oh my god, it's so nice to see a person of color in the neighborhood now." Blah blah blah. How long have you been here? And just going through the spiel. So and she's I'm, the welcoming committee. She really is. <laughs> I'm trying not to. I'm trying not to laugh. Like it's, and and Lori, the coworker, is right. just like looking at me and like she's just like shocked. I don't know what to do in like, this situation. She has no idea how to respond to it. Yeah. And lady's going on and on. And then she eventually buys the paper she was she came to get, and she leaves. And it's, the moment I see her clear clear eyesight, I fall on the floor and I am crying, <laughs> rolling on the floor, ribs are about to burst through right. my skin, just laughing because right. I'm just like that was probably the best experience I'd ever had in my life. Yeah. And she's like, "I'm offended for you. How are you not?" I'm like, "Listen, I come from a large city. Yeah. And integration's a thing. Yeah. It it's fine. It's, it feels like." Warren is almost like a cartoon sometimes. Sometimes. It really does feel like that. Coming from, you know, the larger city to the smaller town, it's it's definitely different. Yeah. You know, everyone kind of knows everybody. Right. Everybody kind of knows everything. Yeah. Small town vibes. Yeah. But, uh, like, just that alone just set the whole, set the standard. Right. It was wonderful. <laughs> she set the bar really high. And and I do still occasionally, <laughs> she is a customer, and I do occasionally see her still yeah. on the streets. So she's like, hey, how you doing? I'm like, hi. That's awesome. <sighs> so fun. That's awesome. And you guys obviously like it here. Everything's been really good. Um, Very well. You're staying for a little I'm, bit at least. I'm here. That's cool. Yeah, I don't think I plan on moving again. Yeah. I'm tired of moving. Yeah. Moving's for the birds. <laughs> You've moved too many times in the past three years. <laughs> Migrate, motherfucker. <laughs> no, I'm done. Done yeah. that shit. Yeah. We're, we're stuck here. You guys are stuck with us. Uh, we'll take you. Awesome. We'll, we'll allow it. I'll bring booze. <laughs> I, you're in. Welcome. Stop. Welcome to the club. <laughs> All the cool kids. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh my god. But yeah, that that was I don't feel like I really need to summarize Frank's episode very much, but if you couldn't tell, he's a super awesome dude. And if you're ever rolling past the Times Observer, you should stop in and tell him that he's freaking awesome. If you were digging Frank's episode and thought it ended too soon, there's about another 45 minutes of tape in which Frank discusses being deployed and all of the things that he learned overseas and a bunch of other stuff. And you can unlock that content by visiting patreon.com slash twomomsdaydrinking. The music for this podcast was written and produced by my father, Bob Gross, on his goddamn electric ukulele. I'm Stacy Gross, and this has been Two Moms Day Drinking. See you next week. <laughs>